We've made it to Thursday. It's Pulse Check Thursday, where I'm over here checking your pulse and seeing how you guys have been holding up over the past week and then offering something repeatable and usable to keep you moving through that finish line we love to call Friday. TGI almost Friday right here on Pulse Check Thursday. And I'm gonna do this by breaking down or reviewing something that is motivational and habit changing that we talk about all the time. Now, one of my favorite motivators is Goggins. He's been there, he's done that, he's still doing it. And I've given his book to multiple people and I've had multiple hardworking athletes in my life tell me, hey, have you heard of Goggins before? And none of these people have known each other, which means the man's making an impact. Certainly, the way he talks has an impact on a lot of folks and me. And I wanted to break down and review the message that motivational trainers, motivational coaches, speakers and the like send to us. So let's do it. Most people live their whole lives without ever contemplating what it means to be great. To them, greatness looks like Steve Curry, Rafael Nadal, Tony Morrison, Wolfgang, Amadeus Mozart, or Amelia Earhart. They put all the greats on a pedestal, but think of themselves as mere mortals. And that's exactly why greatness eludes them. They turn it into some untouchable plane, impossible for almost anybody to reach. And it never even crosses their mind to aim for it. What do you guys think about that right there? Do we simply not reach for greatness because none of us really think that we're great? I'm going to go ahead and say absolutely. His words resonate because he drops phrases like mere mortals and has a weight to it. It's something we've all, especially as men, said about somebody else. But to encapsulate and personalize that phrase, I'm a mere mortal, but I can be more than that. Or I'm just a mere mortal, just a mere mortal. It hits home. So that's why his phraseology tends to resonate with people because of what he says. Also the fact that he's pretty spot on about this. Nobody dares to be great typically. And the people who are great, it's not even like they get the feeling that they dare to be great. That you guys dare to be great. You just kind of are waking up and doing it. And everyone else's responsibility is to ascend them to greatness. That's why I think not only does Goggins make total sense here, but can you see why people love listening to this guy? Of course, if you know me, my favorite movie franchise gotta be Rocky. I'm not a big movie guy at all. Rocky 3, man, it gets me right, right here every time I watch it. Apollo Creed. What's the matter with you? There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> and then Adrian's worried face. Apollo screaming at Rocky that there is no tomorrow is because he sensed his friend had given up. So what do you guys think? When someone is telling you or when you've heard in your mind that there is no tomorrow, is this motivational or is it just like snake oil? I know one thing about this. I've told people this. Not there is no tomorrow. But I've said, and I can hear myself telling people, tomorrow isn't guaranteed. 
we just kind of take it for granted that we're going to wake up tomorrow and that tomorrow is going to be the next day ending in Y for us. But the truth is we're only a moment away from an irrevocable trajectory changing life event that leaves you hurt, sick, crippled, or just seeing your life completely different. And what that's meant to do is to make you take action on whatever it is today. So the ego and our global egos really convincing us that tomorrow is there for the taking, not really true, right? Because it really is not. We just kind of assume and hope it is. And since we agree that everyone else around us is like, tomorrow, yep, tomorrow's going to be there. The sun's still way up in the sky. It'll be there. We can delay action indefinitely because there's always tomorrow. But if there is no tomorrow or we don't think that it's just given to us, maybe action happens today. So going back to Goggins, he recently started training with Tony Ferguson. and People hate on this. And I don't really know why people hate on this at all. I think it is a great marriage for each other. Now, Tony's taken a lot of defeats. I personally said he should have stopped fighting two years ago when Chandler kicked him in the teeth and knocked him out. The way he reacted to the kick that was thrown from the wrong side, he leaned into the kick, saw it coming, and flinched in the wrong direction. That's, those are the signs of a shot fighter. To me, he should not be fighting anymore and should have quit many fights ago. But him linking up with Goggins, another man who's all about that mentality and strong mind, isn't going to take away from Ferguson's mentality at all. Because Ferguson, if you ask me personally, is one of the toughest dudes in fighting to do it. So the marriage of these two isn't a negative. Now, the argument is work smarter, not harder. So we're going to break that down real quick. Smarter, not harder is not your signal to take your foot off the pedal. We seem to think that if we work smarter, that means you work with less heart. It's work smart with less heart. And nothing can be worse for you. If you're in the middle of competition, if you're in the middle of ascension in your job or your career, if you're doing something physical that requires practice, demand, and skill, a fight, a tournament, if you've played sports and you're trying to win those trophies and you're in the gym grinding, you know the object is to be hard. You work harder every time you step in there, every single time. If you're sick or tired, those might be the only two limiting factors. But even then, you're working as hard as you can with the asterisk, I was sick. Smarter simply refers to a time in strength and conditioning where we didn't know any better. We're like, you took a hard hit in football practice and you were just supposed to blink a lot of times, look up at the sun, tell no one and get back out there. Where water was for wimps. Where crying and expressing yourself was the worst possible thing you can do. Soreness was pain leaving your body, not micro tears. And playing as long as possible, competing past your prime and putting your body through all sorts of ridiculous contortions and surgeries was the modus operandi. Dumb training. We've learned since then to focus on recovery first then put out as much as we can going hard. 
Tony working smarter, not harder, is supposed to be people who have never been there before giving that man an excuse not to push himself because they think there's some worry about his well-being. Fine. But don't ever tell a man who is a workhorse, who is a bell cow, a woman who pushes herself to the absolute limit day in and day out and is a badass, to work less hard. I'm never going to be an advocate for working less hard when you can. But the idea is not to substitute smart for heart. It's simply to take more time to recover because of CrossFit, because of the rise of MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because of the rise of things like Pilates, because of the union of all of these martial arts and sports. A lot of strength coaches got together including myself with one of my good friends 10 years ago. This is right around that time that paradigm shifted. And we polished off a bottle of Jack, Gentleman's Jack, and we talked about strength and conditioning. And it was from around that time, right, in general, where the idea was energy flow is what you should be working on inside of your conditioning. Taking time to recover, to stretch. Taking time to work inside of mobility, Breaking and tessellating your workouts so that you can maximize what you do. Periodize, which is something that is decades, I'm talking like six decades old. We knew that already. But really breaking stuff down fight by fight. Competition by competition, tournament to tournament, season to season, right down to month to month, week to week, from set to set to focus on recovery. And then from there... Push yourself to the absolute limit every time out. That's how you end up working smarter, is you just take time to take care of yourself. Just like back in the 90s where we didn't take any time to heal, right? It's like, what are you getting, water, you little bee? No, no, no. We understand that that's not the move. But Tony linking up with someone like Goggins, two super hard men training together, doesn't make Tony weaker. It doesn't make Goggins more kind of foolish. They are probably going to sharpen or did sharpen each other's sword. So what do you guys think? What do you think about smarter, not harder? Substituting smart for heart. Because if you do that, I guarantee you're not putting out your best 100%. If you know what it is, right? If you know, you know. If you know what it is to push yourself to the absolute limit, to the bleeding edge of what you can do, you know that there is never a time where you should be taking a back seat in that training. And the idea of no days off, not so smart, right? But the idea that you should take multiple days off, that doesn't make you harder. A lot of that can be said. We'll see a lot of injuries today in the major sports leagues, and people will argue because they're not training as much or practicing as much and not getting those reps in. Let me know what you guys think about that one. I'm curious. And let those men be how it is. All right. Tomorrow is a regular episode of Ego Killer. But until then, I hope this week is going strong. Sprint through that finish line. And stay all the way up.